Please, where we talk about booze and how to feed booze while doing so. I'm Hillary. And I'm Megan. And tonight we are going to be continuing our story of apartment 1236. But we also have some other spooky stories to share. Before we get started, we do want to address the elephant in the room. Where have we been? Well, life just got a little crazy. I was in the middle of planning a wedding and getting married, which is honestly like a full-time job, and I was not expecting all that work. We also traveled all the way to New Orleans together, which we are so excited to share our experience with ghosts. It was so much fun. It was. We got to go on a really awesome ghost tour, so be sure to listen for our next episode where we talk about all things NOLA. And Hillary came out to California, not once but twice. We got to go to Disney together and hang out there, and it was tons of fun. So we do apologize, but we are back in full force and ready to get spooky with y'all. And speaking of why we have time, we are actually currently quarantined at home due to COVID-19. I would just like to say a special thank you to all of our healthcare workers and first responders. Um, You guys are out there running the world for us right now, and I'm so thankful for your efforts. My mom is actually a nurse, so I'm seeing a little firsthand what everyone is going through to protect us, and you guys are just awesome. I promise we are all here wishing there was something we could do to support you guys other than just staying at home. Um, And for everyone being impacted by COVID-19, I'm so sorry for each battle that you're facing, but we are stronger together by being apart. And Hopefully this podcast will bring a little happiness to everyone else like it's bringing to Megan and I. Exactly. Truth said. So, Hillary, do you have your booze ready to talk about our booze? (laughs) Of course I do. I'm on my second glass of wine already. Well, you might want to pour some more before we get started because just thinking of the stories we're about to tell gives me the heebie-jeebies. What are you having to drink? Drinking some good old Stella Rosa, my favorite go-to. Oh, look, we're both whining on this Wine. Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday wind down. Wednesday wind down. Hey, there we are. <laughs> no, that sounds good. I thought of you actually the other day. Um, I tried the cider from Nashville. It's called Diskin Cider. Um, it was so good. You would love it. It just, it made me think of like hockey season and all the games that we'd go to. I had pineapple cider both Saturday and Sunday this weekend. And we we had it Saturday, and then Sunday I was like, I've just got to have it again. Dang, a drink that makes me want it two days in a row. I'll have to go looking for it. I'm, I'm not sure. I've never seen it here, but I also haven't been looking for it. So maybe that's something that I can find. I'm not sure. But you should look at um, Whole Foods. Nice. I will. Yeah. I actually have one right by my work, so once maybe all this is dies Settle down, I can go searching for some. Makes me... You just talking about hockey, that makes me miss hockey season so much. I live really close to, like, a hockey rink place, stadium, whatever. 
But it, hockey hair is just, it's just not the it's same. It's not the same. As, no. no, it's not. It's just, I don't know. I feel like small town hockey is way different than like big, crazy NFL hockey. So I just miss going to those games so much. I mean, you could always just take a day trip to Vegas and see the Knights. I feel like they put on a really good show. That is true. I think that's like four or five hours away from us. So I need to go back to Vegas because the last time I went, it freaking rained. And it's like, doesn't happen. When I told people back here, I'm like, oh yeah, I went to Vegas, it rained. They're like, really? That never happens. And of course it rained like every single day we were there, like down poor. But it's okay because I got to see my favorite band in 1975. So it made up for things. I'm sure that was a ton of fun. I actually didn't get to hear how that show went. Was it good? So good. They're always good. It was my third time seeing them, and they just get better and better with their concerts. It was amazing. I was on the floor again. So good. I actually was supposed to see them again in May, but they sadly had to cancel their tour because of everything going on right now, but rightly so. They'll come back. Just gotta wait it out. And maybe I'll fly out, and I will see them with you next time. I know. It was always fun. Like, the last time we went to Nashville, though, together to see the 1975, we almost freaking died. That was scary. That was terrifying. And then we were late for the show, and we were all the way we in the were. back of GA. We were. And we I'm, so- like, five foot three, so I couldn't see anything. <laughs> we had friends there, and we were supposed to be, like, up in the front row with them, and they were in the front row, and we got into this car accident, and we still made it to the concert. We were both fine, which might be another episode we'll talk about, like, I don't know, guardian angels or something, because the accident we were in should have been way worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw my life, like, flash before my eyes, for sure. Yeah. It was insane. But, anyways, Hillary, why don't you tell everyone about your uh, favorite green chair, why we're all here today, what we're listening to. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's the whole reason why this episode is titled The Green Chair. Um... I mean, I don't know. It was it was a great chair. It was a great chair. I sat in that thing every single day. I'm, I'm definitely not disagreeing with you or anything like that, but come on. You know that thing, like, summons some evil crap. Like, can't convince me otherwise. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It was pretty creepy, but I think that's why I loved it so much. It was, like, this dark green suede wingback chair. The downside of it was just that it always, like had cobwebs and spiderwebs underneath it no matter how much I dusted or cleaned it. What's so crazy guys too is she says it had cobwebs and spiders but I don't remember that like I don't remember that at all. You know what it makes me think about like in scary movies when that person like imagines like maggots all over the place and then like I don't it's know. not there. It's like, not it, there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah I heard a story about like a couple staying in a hotel and it was, like, this nice hotel, and the more they kept going back, like, during the week, they noticed that it was getting older and older, and, like, things were changing. Weird. And then when they left, it was, like, all boarded up, and people were looking at them, like, why are you walking out of this hotel? So, speaking of this chair and all things crazy, where did you find this chair? My mom gave it to me. Where did your mom find this chair? Okay, so, back up. I have to tell the backstory of this in order for it to make any sense. In college, I used to like refurbish furniture and then resell it. So I would buy furniture super cheap and then make it cute and trendy and then I'd make a profit off of it. 
sometimes, occasionally, I would find refurbishable furniture on the side of the road. It's not a big deal. So, trash furniture. No. Um, Side (laughs) of the road furniture. There's a difference. I've never done that. I've never picked that up before. It's not that bad. A lot of people do it. Yeah, but, like, you never know what happened in that chair. Like, a person could have died. A person could have been killed. Like, you You can't live your life like that. I mean, think about, like, staying in a hotel room. Somebody could have died in that room, but you're still going to stay in it if it's nice. This is true. Good point. Okay. I mean, it was so, it was a super nice chair. It was super vintage, but it was totally our style, and you know it. You're right. But the off-side of the road chair was completely haunted, and whatever entity it brought with us did not like hate there. Like, it was, it was a creepy feeling all the time. Did you know back then when we lived together that I got it off the side of the road, or was it after, like, when we were talking? I did everything? not know. I, I had no idea that was off the side <laughs> of the road chair. Like, I love that. Like, 100% truth. <laughs> I shouldn't until, you, I guess. No. Until we started talking about this podcast, and you're like, by the way, the chair was a trash chair. I was like, the fuck? I never said, by the way, that chair and was then, a trash chair. Okay, off the side of the road. And then all I could think about was, what house did this chair come from? What happened in that house? Was that house haunted? Did we know that? No. Explains everything. So, no. She never told me I was sitting in a chair that was haunted. Okay. No. I had no idea. Now I know I shouldn't have ever told you anyways. (laughs) Lucky for us, we haven't professionally picked things up off the side of the road. You're completely correct. We've been lucky with the artists we've found for help. Here's a shout out to Leva Berzina. I really hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. She illustrated our logo, which is super rad, by the way. When she sent it to us, we were totally blown away. She did a phenomenal job and was so easy to work with. Yes, she gave us exactly what we wanted. We really lucked out. She can be found on Instagram. Just search for XXZBAT, B-A-T. Also, a special shout-out for Ian Flanders. Ian is the incredibly talented artist that wrote our intro. He was also super easy to work with. I told him what we were doing and asked if he had any songs that would fit, and he delivered within the weekend. So thank you to both of them for supporting us and making our jobs a hell of a lot easier. We couldn't have done either thing without you guys. But back to everyone's favorite side-of-the-road chair. <laughs> Trash chair. Just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, I was thinking... About this whole chair thing and this entity and Hey There. Maybe Hey There, like, sat in it and the entity didn't like sharing, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but once we got the sage, that's ironically where it sat. The sage sat next to this creepy chair, right next to the green chair. I really think that the chair had a bad spirit attached to it, but it usually hid in the creepy-ass closet. And then I used to sit in that chair... And with a sage next to it, it's this whole huge thing. I'll get there. The sage sat next to the chair, making that entity mad. It was like we were toying with it. Like, we can get rid of you if we really wanted to. Or we'll use the sage, use it wrong probably, piss you off a little bit more, and then it gets aggressive, which is probably why we didn't use it. (laughs) But I'm thinking about this chair, and the spirit that was attached to it was probably a bad spirit. And... I don't know, that's where we started a fight was because of this entity attached to it. I felt that at the moment in time, I was the one who was always so negative and the harshest with my words. And I didn't realize the energy from something like that could affect your mood. I had no idea that an attitude 
could affect your friendship or could affect yourself with a spirit until I heard of a story of three friends who started fighting and some weird things began happening, but they were all too afraid to tell each other about the thing that they were seeing. Finally, they told one another and decided to take on this entity thing, but the friendships were tested and only two of them actually made it out of the friendship and were able to rekindle their friendship before this whole thing broke them apart. So one of the friends never came back. They just decided that they didn't want to be friends with someone who could be so mean to them, but the other two realized that it was actually the entity living with them that brought them apart. Wow. I'm really glad that didn't happen to us. Like, we would be, True. like, complete strangers right now. And I would be I know. sad. Crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, it's also weird. Like, where we live, Huntsville, is also known for the story of the Mary Bibbs rocking chair. Which is true. Which is so weird that, I mean, like, I guess it's known that objects can be haunted. Like, that whole Raggedy Ann doll thing. I've been to a place before that had a Raggedy Ann and, like, every little, like, section of this um antique store and it was the creepiest thing ever but it just shows that you associate haunted things with objects but mary bibbs who was she so there was this girl named mary bibbs who had just turned 16 and she had just gotten married to this governor's son so you can as assume a very wealthy family she ended up getting sick and dying very quickly after the two were married and was buried in a mausoleum in Maple Hill Cemetery, which, if you remember from last episode, we talked about that's Dead Children's Playground. So she was buried alongside her beloved rocking chair, and some even say she might have been buried sitting in it. So legend has it that if you knock three times on the wall of the mausoleum, you'll hear the creaking noise of her rocking chair rocking back and forth. Yes, that story is so creepy, and I was one of those teenagers that would go and try and sneak around Maple Hill Cemetery. Of course you were. <laughs> I know. I would only really do it during the day, though, um, which is totally fine. Like, it's fine. I only went at <laughs> night once, but one time when I went during the day, I remember there was a mausoleum, and me and my friend, we were just so, like, I can't even, like, explain it, but we were... I don't know, we were drawn to this mausoleum, and I don't know if it was Mary Bibbs. It was really old. It could have been. But I remember we were, like, starting to walk away, and we looked, and there was this really old lady just, like, waving at us, like, really creepy, like, beside one. And we just, like, looked down for a second and looked back up, and she was gone, like, gone, just disappeared. And there's, like, there were no cars around. We were in the middle of the cemetery. She couldn't have just, like, walked out, like... And she was dressed like she was from the 1980s. So. You mean the 1880s or the 1980s? The 1980s. Like, she was like a retro, like, mm-hmm, like oh. Yeah, like straight So it wouldn't up, have like, been Mary Bibbs. No, it wouldn't have been Mary Bibbs, but it was near, so I think. So some other random old lady. Yeah. Just creepy. Yeah, and I That's think it was That's even creepier that it's, like, not Mary Bibbs, so it's, like, another ghost being, like, I see you, you're here, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and she she's but, wearing, like, the full-on, like, the weird colored green, like, not mint green, but darker, like, tracksuit, windsuit-looking <laughs> thing, and her hair was perm. The things that are back in style now. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't back in style in, like, 2008, so it was unexplainable then, but, yeah, so... I don't know. Things have a way of being haunted, and I definitely feel, for whatever reason, chairs can be a big conduit for 
the yeah. paranormal. That's the word, conduit. Yeah, because I feel like once I left that apartment, I didn't feel frustrated or mad as much as I, I was when I lived there. Like, I definitely wasn't 100% when we left. It wasn't like our friendship went back instantly. But I feel like us moving out of that place let us come back. I definitely wasn't seeing creepy shit either. Like, I saw so many things in that apartment that I could not explain. So I definitely feel like that chair, like you said, was a conduit for something. Yeah, totally. Yeah, chairs are creepy. But so as we were planning for this episode, I knew that we were going to be talking about the chair a lot. So I wanted to do some investigating on some other haunted chairs. And you always hear of like rocking chairs, rocking on their own and stuff like that. So I did some research on the devil's rocking chair. And for those of you who don't know what the devil's rocking chair is it's probably the most active chair conduit that paranormal investigators know about um it was recently purchased for like sixty-seven thousand dollars by zach baggins who is the host on ghost adventures and he also owns his own haunted museum in las vegas nevada ironically we were just talking about vegas i know crazy (laughs) Even though this chair is stained with holy water, it still physically affects the people who sit in it. They experience high volumes of back pain, with experiences leading up to having its victims needing back surgery. And That's insane. Could you imagine, like, going to a haunted, spooky place and needing back surgery? Like, what if you accidentally sat in that chair? Yeah, not knowing. Yeah. Before Zach put the Devil's Rocking chair on display at his haunted museum it immediately started paranormal chaos behind the scenes it started with the delivery man that shipped the chair having nightmares to light switches turning on and off and even some doors would shut and lock themselves despite the chair having so much activity behind the scenes in the museum zach still decided to open it to the public and within hours of opening it guests have stated that a woman collapsed started sobbing uncontrollably and asked why is this happening to me oh my god right after saying that she went unconscious where was the woman you might ask in the room directly above the room that held the devil's rocking chair if this wasn't enough to close the museum for the day shortly after five different tour guides would begin crying uncontrollably It also caused the door to the room to slowly open by itself and a power cord to be, and I quote, yanked out of the wall, which gave power to the light that faced the chair. If these stories are not scary enough, you can actually watch the videos of the door opening as well as the woman collapsing online. And I did. When I was, like, looking up research for this, I watched those videos. You should watch them, too, after we do this. I cannot watch spooky, like... (laughs) So, oh, hey, look, a ghost is haunting me and, like, a doll moves. No, yeah. I don't want to see it. You need to see it. You have to. We're podcasters oh. now. We're paranormal <laughs> podcasters. You have to be brave enough. Okay. So, okay, where does Zach Baggins, like, obtain such a haunted artifact, you might ask? Ironically, it was purchased from Lorraine Warren, um, who mm. just hours before she passed. So the day that she passed away, she sold this chair to Zach and Lorraine Warren was part of a paranormal duo with her husband Ed if you've seen the different movies um like Annabelle and The Conjuring and stuff like that you probably have heard of them yeah together they helped people across the country get rid of any attached spirits to their homes or themselves they performed exorcisms on victims of encounters and would help them start their lives fresh 
Then they would take items that they believed caused the activity, like the Annabelle doll, Ouija boards, and even an alleged vampire's coffin, and store them in their occult museum, which was actually in the basement of their home. I can't even imagine having... I couldn't imagine that. No. Like, knowing, like, oh, below me is all the haunted stuff of everything that I've ever, like, collected. How do you sleep? Like, how they must... They needed that vampire coffin because they were vampires and they did not sleep, apparently, because they couldn't. They adopted the Rebels rocking chair during a case called The Devil Made Me Do It. The case came to an end in 1981 and began with an 11-year-old boy who is claimed to be possessed by a demonic entity. During the Warren-led exorcisms, the rocking chair would rock on its own, levitate, and one time it even vanished before it reappeared. Jeez. Yeah. Lorraine Warren and the boy David claimed to both see a demon called the Beast sitting in the rocking chair. Luckily for David, the demon was exorcised from him. Lucifer. And he was released. Unluckily, however, it is said that it jumped to his sister's boyfriend, who ended up being convicted of murder shortly after. The Warrens testified on his behalf at the trial, but did not succeed in the case. Since the early 80s, the chair has stayed safe for the Warrens until it was recently purchased by Zach Baggins. It looks like since it is no longer under the Warrens' watch, it is back for more. That whole story of that rocking chair is, like, insane. Like, it could affect so many people. You don't have to be in the room to be affected. Mm-hmm. That's why I kept saying, like, Satan, Lucifer, it has to be, like, possessed by some insanely strong... I mean, it says the devil's rocking chair, and that's who the devil is. Yeah. It's it's got, like, the strongest demon out there. Yeah. Because that just is insane. I think that means that we had the devil's wingback chair. <laughs> Gosh. I, I mean, that. yeah, so what's so weird about all of this is last sem- last summer, my um, great-grandmother actually passed away, and my mm-hmm. family started donating her things and dividing it up at the beginning of this year, and it's just something that families do um, when their loved ones pass. Well, I went to her house one day with my grandfather, because I knew I wanted some of her, like, vintage clothes. They were super awesome. I ended up getting, like, 20 shirts and, like, three or four winter coats and a coffee table, and, you guessed it, a rocking chair. Um, nope. Now I only have the rocking chair on loan um, because my grandfather wants it back when they, like, build a new house. Mm-hmm. But um, this was the rocking chair that my great-grandmother rocked my grandfather in when he was a baby, like, almost 70 years ago. 70 years ago. That's crazy. That's really I don't know, cool. Around 70 years ago. And, yeah, it's in my guest bedroom right now. And every time I pass that room, I have to, like, close the door because I think that I'm going to, like, look over and, like, see some creepy person sitting in the rocking chair just, like, looking up at me. But that would, I mean, thinking of that, that would scare me, too. Like, that would be just your luck to have, like, a demon (laughs) sitting in the rocking chair. Like, hello, Hillary. No. Yeah, and then I just have to run down the hall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our guest bedroom is, like, a shrine to our ancestors. I have that chair. I have my great great grand no great great aunt's bed. He has his grandfather's nightstand, and then he has his dad's dresser from college. Um, so I just assume that literally all the ghosts in our house just hang out in that one room, and it gives me creepy vibes. But I know like the rest of our house is fine because they're all just hanging out in that room. <laughs> they're confined to the one room. You know, this would be a really good investigative uh, episode for you to just sleep in that room. 
overnight and then tell us your experience. <laughs> no thanks. Um, I would probably want to sell my house after that, and I definitely can't sell a house I just bought. Speaking of, like, furniture and things being conduits and just spooky stuff, do you remember that one time that Corey saw the hand behind the sofa? It's so weird because I was there, but I have zero memory of this. And her having zero memory of this, like, this is something that happened. Like, things would happen with us both in the same room. She'll tell me the story, and I'll be like, what are you talking about? Like, Mm -hmm. so weird that she could have, like, a gap in your memory. But this story, so this guy, call him Corey, he literally saw a child's hand make its way up from behind the couch and then disappear. And let me tell you, there was no child in her house. No explanation for it. Oh my gosh, that's so creepy and I'm so glad I don't remember that. I don't want any memory of that whatsoever. (laughs) Do you remember the time with the shoe? Yes, that was like the creepiest thing that could happen. Like, I don't know, it was like straight up a movie, which was so weird. Yes, so, okay. There was this one time that me and our friend, Corey, were in my room and my room was the room that got trashed during the first night and there was just always like i feel like my room was like probably always the main where room things were happening that like had things for sure in it. and we were talking to megan and she was standing in the doorway and we were just kind of like hanging out and chatting and um, we started talking about all the weird things that were happening to us in the apartment and yep. um just kind of like going over like different things that we had seen or Um, any experiences that we had just kind of like casually talking about it yeah this guy too he was always telling us that he didn't believe in weird things didn't believe in ghosts and that nothing was weird happening it was like happened to us and it was all happening in our heads no it wasn't and then this guy like had the nerve to say something like hey there i don't believe in you like at the top of his lungs yep and he shouldn't have done that real stupid stupid idea that's the last thing he should have done so I had one of those shoe organizers in my closet with all the shoes in it. And as soon as he said that, like, as soon a shoe came out of the organizer, floated in the air for, like, three seconds, and then flew across the room directly at him. I seriously couldn't believe my eyes, guys. Like, it's so interesting. So much happened to this guy who denied, denied, denied. Even when he saw the hand, even when the shoe came at him, he denied it. He never believed in it. Yeah, usually stuff like this only happens to people who are open to the possibility of it happening. Maybe things happen to me because my family is so open to everything. Like, Mm -hmm. apart from my mom, my aunt had some crazy things happen to her, too. Like, maybe it's, like, a thing passed down. I don't know, like, after my grandfather passed away, my aunt experienced the craziest thing at her home. So, my grandpa was, like, our babysitter. He was always at home with us. And would take care of us when our moms, my aunt and my mom were at work. So my cousins would stay home with him. And he would also be the person that would wake up my aunt. She was a nurse at the time and she was like a badass like ICU nurse. And she would work like crazy 12, 18 hour shifts or whatever. So he would wake up my aunt in the mornings and she would go to work. After he passed away though, she had no one to wake her up. But one morning she started... She was startled awake by a man's voice yelling, Jan, get up. And then she looked down and she had a scratch on her arm. And not to mention, one of my cousins, a girl cousin as well, when she was like five is when he passed away, she would sit in her room and talk, air quotes, talk to our grandpa. But she was all alone. And we 
always had said that the younger cousin had like this really special connection with him even before he died like when he was on the verge of passing away he didn't know who i was didn't know who my mom was he had like memories in and out like he would remember me one day then forget me he always knew who she was up until he died well always knew yeah it's so crazy that's crazy that makes me think like it's so weird that the sensitivity to the paranormal has been passed down to you through i guess not only the females in your family but the males too like Mm -hmm. it's almost like you're in a coven yeah it's true like maybe we are in a little coven we don't even know it maybe that's why my mom was so into like witch stuff i don't know crazy i think we should invite your mom as a special guest and interview she probably has so many crazy things to tell us like i don't even she probably hasn't told me everything probably hasn't she's probably waiting until you're like however old really ready (laughs) how much do you really want to know (laughs) i'm down the blood moon mom's on our podcast and she summons a demon who just chills with us the whole time no thanks just kidding so we want to know guys if you have any sensitivities to the spirit realm and if it's been passed down from your family so tell us yeah maybe you have a sensitivity to spirits and you see a lot of them and so does your mom and so does her mom and maybe your dad's passed it down to you we want to know Mm mm-hmm I really think it's a thing, y'all. I think that sensitivities are passed down and they're genetically passed down. True. Um, But while you're waiting on the next episode, please be sure and check us out on Facebook and Instagram at More Booze, please. And if you have any ghost stories of your own, we would love to hear them. You can send them to us at moreboozeplease at gmail.com. That's more, B-O-O-S-P-L-Z at gmail.com. You can also like and review us on Apple Podcasts. The more reviews we get, the higher on the charts we climb, the more spooky stories you get to hear. And also, please consider donating to us on Patreon. We've shared the link on our Instagram. On Patreon, you can decide on three different tiers. Each tier is a different price point with different benefits. You can choose from spirits, chilled, or top shelf tiers. We are doing this all on our own, from research to editing to uploading online. Donating will help us create a better experience for you and help us to continue to do what we love. Just go to patreon.com slash please. We can't wait for the next story. It is the scariest story yet. Bye, guys. Bye.